Hey folks, this is Glenn Man, and welcome to an all-new episode of the Man from New York podcast. I apologize, you may be hearing a lot of noise over me. It seems to be a very noisy uh, morning as I record this, but thank you for listening. So New York City is entering phase four of its pandemic reopening plans, and it's doing it on one of the hottest days of the year. Uh, apparently, it's going to feel like over 100, like maybe 10 degrees today. Uh, people might be actually melting in the streets and maybe that will stop some people from like going outside without masks or not practicing social distancing. So we are phase four, which means uh, film and TV production uh, can restart in New York City. Uh, it means that uh, some other you know, indoor sports activities uh, with, with no fans, of course, are allowed. And of course, the, which already started this weekend, uh, the Mets and Yankees played a couple of games, exhibition game, does baseball. Uh, it's about to begin a season, a most unusual season. And it should be interesting to see if they can do a full season, uh, if any of these uh, sports leagues can do that. So New York, we're in phase four now. Phase four originally would have called for the return of indoor dining and the reopening of places like shopping malls. But it will not because of the rising rates of COVID-19 across the country. And it's just, you know, not being safe. And, you know, it's, look, I also believe, oh wait, before I go to that, I think zoos and aquariums have a limited reopening. So you can actually go and, and, and say hello to some of our friends in the animal kingdom, who I'm sure miss us very dearly. Or probably not. They've probably been, feel very good to get a break from us. All that gawking that we do when we go to those places, and really the lack of respect. And they probably like, they probably are sort of, uh, you know, not looking forward uh, to the return of these old, you know, potentially sickly human beings coming to look at them and sort of this gawk and everything. So, but yeah, you can check out those, you know, respective institutions to see what their policies are about sort of visiting them. Uh, Shopping malls will not be reopening. Uh, If you would have told me that, when I was a teenager, I would have been like, no, the mall, not the mall. Because like our people, the mall was like the place, right? Uh, my particular favorite mall was the Queen Center Mall. Uh, out in sort of the, the in the Elmhurst area of Queens. Uh, my, my family worked there for years. My mom worked in the mall for years. Uh, her aunt worked in the mall for years. I spent many of my teenage years hanging out at the Queen Center Mall. Uh, just doing things kids do. do. Nothing bad, but, you know, just walking around. Uh, mostly window shopping. Doing some occasional real shopping. Hanging out in the food court. And food court is very interesting, right? Because you go around. Or you sit and you just kind of watch people, which I like to do. And you see the different dynamics. Like, there's always the dad who's just, like, exhausted. He's, like, maybe been out with his kids and his wife. And he just really wants to go home. And they decided to break for, like, lunch. And he's, like, he's, he's, he's just done, right? That Sabaro's Pizza is not doing it for him. He, he needs to go. But he can't. Because, you know, there's still more shopping to do. This is just a break. This is a reprieve. This is halftime uh, during the game. You know, and they're just, they're just getting ready to go back. Uh, then there's, like, the same thing. We talk a lot about shopping, like, 
you can talk about shopping the most. Think about teenage girls, right? But teenage boys do a lot of shopping too. I think in a lot of times at the mall, especially things like sneakers and clothes. And you've been to the mall, you see the kid who has like, he's got like two boxes of Nikes in the bag and he's going somewhere else, another store to get another pair of sneakers and, and get a shirt that matches the sneakers and everything. Then you've got like the, the kids who are just hanging out at the food court uh, from, you know, they're from one particular high school and they're like looking down across at some kids from some other high school who they don't like or maybe from the same school, just different cliques. So you can do like a whole, you can do a whole series, a whole like fictional TV series just about like the culture of, of the food court in the mall. But uh, you won't be doing it right now though, especially if you, there's nothing to do because they, they would not be reopening here in New York City at least. Other places in, in the Tri-State area are, I believe New Jersey, I believe uh, parts of Long Island uh, malls have reopened, which is weird to me though because it's like, we're in the middle of a crisis where people have died. And I don't really you know it's like the first thing I want to do. Like, I want to go to the mall. Like, I mean, I guess maybe, I don't know, maybe the smell of Cinnabon is that attractive. But you can get that any, you can get that somewhere else, right? But I don't ever want to go to the mall. But that's one of the places that's not on the list. Um, indoor dining. Uh, which has been a big thing because a couple of weeks ago, the lady was heading towards indoor dining and pause was put on that. And so people have been more focused on outdoor dining. And there was a big scene, uh, you probably saw the footage on social media of Astoria, Queens, where there was just a sea of people that's out and about, a crowded in the street, and no social distancing, no mask wearing. So officials have decided to, you know, sort of bring the hammer down. Uh, I think the police department, along with the city sheriff department, I think one business was closed down temporarily. And look, if you see the footage, it's just a sea of people on top of each other, which even in non-pandemic times, I would not want to be in that scene. Like, I do not like huge crowds where you can't really move, especially when there's alcohol involved, because usually something's going to happen. Either, you know... You, you might be a little buzzed and someone else a little buzzed, maybe even drunk. You bump into each other and that person is like, hey, man, you want to fight? And you like, nah, man, because you might be good buzzed. You might be like peace-loving buzzed and drunk. But nah, man, I just want to love people. The other person, he's like angry buzzed and drunk. He's like, you want to fight, man? You want to? And then punches are being thrown. People are going to the hospital. Police are called. There's blood on your favorite shirt. And then you go to the cleaners, and they say they can't get it out, even though they've tried it twice. And now it is really sad because you can't find that shirt anywhere else. It just leads to too many problems. So during a good time, I wouldn't want to be in that scene. I don't know why people think during a pandemic where you can catch this illness that that's a good place. And like I said, I've said it before many times, we understand people's need to want to socialize, to hang out with friends and, and sort of have some sense of normalcy. But how normal are things going to be for you if you get sick and you end up in the hospital? Then, you know, it's like, come on, let's, or God forbid, you know, if you don't get sick, you someone you love or care about, they get sick because of you. Like, I, I don't understand the level of thinking uh, that is taking place among some people. And look, there are things I want to do. I've said before, 
I would love to go sit in a nice air-conditioned like cafe and drink uh, iced coffee or some 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 other kinds of concoction they come up with at some of these places. Uh, shout out to the Bean. I really missed your uh, Hurricane Green iced tea. I mean, yeah, there's things I want to do. I, I miss going to the library. I miss going to the library on a nice summer day and either just reading or sitting down and doing some writing. But it's not safe to do it. And even if they said you can do it right now, I don't think I would do it until, like I mentioned before, unless I can go to a drugstore or a bodega and say, hey, let me get the, the COVID-19 drops over the counter. And that's the only time I really feel safe doing some of these things. Now, I know you can't be 100% protected at all times. But, I mean, come on. Let's be mindful, you know. And it, 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 I feel redundant saying the same thing over and over again. Because I feel like every time I do this podcast, I'm talking about, please wear a mask. Please practice social distancing. Why are people so stupid? Why are people so stubborn? But these stories you see over and over again are just really kind of crazy. And, it's you know, it's like... These different states, like the state of Georgia, the governor is suing the mayor of Atlanta because of over mask mandates. Because she wants to do it, he says she can't do it, and it's just kind of crazy. And uh, and actually, it's funny. The mayor, uh, Keisha, uh, Keisha Bottoms, right? I, her name totally just slipped my mind. She was a uh, a guest star on a Governor Cuomo's press briefings, which over the summer, actually before even during the spring, he's had these different uh, political leaders, elected officials from different places. First, it was regional, New Jersey, Connecticut, but other places that New York City is trying to help. And it's, it's sort of like I said before on my Twitter account, it's like those special crossover episodes of your favorite TV shows. Remember when some character from the other show would appear? Like, I don't know if you remember like, back in the day, NBC's lineup, Saturday night, they did like, they had four shows, right? They all set in the same time. It was like, Golden Girls, Empty Nest, uh, the TV show Nurses. There was one more show I can't remember that was part of this. But, like, they had, like, you know, sometimes those characters would have guest appearances. And I think one time they had, a, like, a night where it's like, they all were, like, on the show at guest appearances during that one evening. So that's how kind of it is with the governor has these special guest stars from out of town. They should have, like, the love boat kind of thing where they're like introducing special guest star you know the mayor of Atlanta but yeah there's there's a lot going on as people are trying to make plans uh you hear about schools reopening which it seems like just crazy to to think that schools can safely reopen now I know people worry about kids education and, and parents are worried about child care because if they have to go back to work to the office, who's going to take care of the kids? So there's a lot of things. And unfortunately, there doesn't seem a lot of leadership or direction coming to exactly what we should do about many of these things. But you know what the kids I kind of feel bad for? And it's kind of funny. The kids who, like, during normal times, like, either cut class all the time or, like, didn't go to school. I know a lot of kids like that. Kids who simply didn't go to school. They, cut, they may show up to school once in a while. And I don't know what their parents thought they were at, but they were not at school. But now those kids, like, they kind of don't have a choice but to do schoolwork now, right? Because now they, they're supposed to be home, at least, you know, when school was in session. They're supposed to be at home doing schoolwork on the computer. So there's like, where could they cut to? Where, where could they play hooky at? 
So I kind of feel bad for those kids. They're like really stuck in like in a bad spot. You know, it's not you can't just like pretend to go to school in the morning or like cut out in school in the afternoon. And speaking of school, there's been a lot of talk about school security here in New York. Uh, for many years, uh, school security has been managed by the New York City Police Department. And there's been calls to uh, change that, uh, to move it uh, back to the Department of Education because of the idea of kids getting arrested for infractions that maybe they wouldn't have if the police were not there. And as someone who went to a public school, a public school where which has severe security issues. I mean, we went through metal detectors every day. Uh, before I got to the school, the school had a huge gang problem. And by the time I got there, the gangs were kind of dwindling. Like, they were just like, the the, the, the the gangs were like the elder statesmen now. They were like, they they weren't, they weren't bothering too much with the violence or the even jumping kids. They were like, more like the peacekeepers, like some of the guys who were like in part of these gangs back in the day before I got to the school. But it did have a gang problem, and that's one of the reasons why I had metal detectors. And there was severe incidents. I remember, I believe it was in Brooklyn uh, in the 90s. Uh, I think it was Thomas Jefferson High School. There was a murder. A kid killed another kid inside of high school. So security is a real issue. And I don't, you know, quite know how you do it. I know when I was a kid, when I was in high school, the security guard was managed by the, the then Board of Education, not the Department of Education, the Board of Education back then. And security kind of sucked. Like, it was really bad. Like, a lot of these, like, guys were just were not good people. Like, there was a couple of gems there. There were some guys who were really, men and women, who were good people, who cared about the kids, who looked out for the kids. But there were a couple of people there who had no business at all being around protecting kids. I mean, they should, they shouldn't be protecting anything. I wouldn't even hire them to guard an empty warehouse. Some of these people that we had as security guards when I was a kid going to high school. Definitely protecting young, impressionable, you know, know, high school uh, kids. Really, some of these people were just, uh, I mean, I'm I'm not going to even say some of the stuff because there might be some legal liabilities. Uh, But there was some really bad behavior that came from security guards uh, a lot of it involved bad behavior with students. So, I'm, I don't know how you do this. Uh, the, you know, like I say, you don't definitely want the cops. In, you, you might not necessarily want the police in your school because that just creates sort of an uncomfortable, hostile environment for many of the kids. But you also want to make sure the kids are protected. Uh, not only from dangers from other children, other kids who might be, you know having some nefarious intentions, but also making sure that their personnel is not going to take advantage or abuse uh, the students. So, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see how they figure this out. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like either decision they make, someone's going to say they made the wrong decision. There's going to be some incident where someone will use anecdotally and say, see, you should have did what we wanted you to do. If we keep the keep the police, uh, then you know someone will say, "See, that's wrong." Because some kid will get arrested, something bad will happen, and if we don't, there'll be another incident where some school security professional who is not under the auspices of the NYPD does something. We say, "See, we should have stuck with the cops." So there's gonna be either way. There's gonna be people fighting 
over this issue for any year. I just hope uh, they figure it out. Because think about it. If you're a parent, uh, it's kind of nerve-wracking to send your kids to school not knowing that they might be safe. And unfortunately, you know, as we've seen with shootings across the country, many parents have that fear that they've never had before. Like sending your kid to school and maybe not knowing that if they're going to make it. And that shouldn't be the case. Sending your kid to school should not like be sending your kid off to, you know, World War One. You know, be like, it, it shouldn't be that kind of sort of impact on you. But unfortunately, uh, that's where we are at. So what else is happening uh, in New York? Well, I mentioned the heat before. So I was watching the news. So a lot of people were going to the, to the beaches and everything. Well, just like some of the state parks. And uh, the state parks in New York are probably very sort of undervalued, I, I think. As far as, cause we don't talk about them a lot, even though people do visit them. They're very popular, but they're... I used to love going to, when I was younger, Riverbank State Park in uh, Upper Manhattan. Uh, used to go there to play basketball a lot. Used to go there for picnics. It was built on, side of, it was built on top of like a sewage treatment uh, center. So in those very early years, uh, you definitely could smell it during de- on these hot days like this. Which, hey, you know what? It's New York, so you kind of take, you kind of deal with it. You're like, oh, you know, it's a beautiful view. Uh, so what's a little sewage smell? Like, what, what, what's the big deal? So that is sort of, uh, you know, something, things that you deal with. But, you know, sort of, you know, I love the state parks that, that we have. Also, love just our, our, you know, our city parks. Central Park, of course, is beautiful. Uh, Bryant Park in Midtown, uh, which is... Uh, which is weird because Bryant Park, when you think of Bryant Park, you think of office workers because that's usually like in Midtown if you're an office worker in the summertime. That's where you go. You go have your lunch in Bryant Park. And you bring your salad or whatever else you you order and you sit there. Maybe you meet a co-worker or a colleague or something. Or maybe you sit on the lawn. And of course, every summer, Bryant Park has the movies that they show. And of course, that's not happening this year. And for the record, I used to work for the organization so, but I'm not like I, even even long before I even worked for that organization. Bryant Park was one of my favorite uh, places to visit uh, or spend time with in New York City because you know it's very convenient. It's easy, easy to get to. Uh, some you know other parks. Uh, there's other places. Then there's Thompson Square Park, uh, which when I was a kid, Thompson Square Park was a place that I definitely would not say I want to hang out at. It it was. I remember the first time Thompson Square Park, I remember my dad, I think it was my dad, and I was like, what the hell is this place? Like, I, and you know, I was like, it was just really kind of, as a kid, it was kind of scary because it was so many people who, there were, a lot, there were homeless people, there were people who obviously had drug addiction issues, and it was just kind of a, it seemed like a crazy scene, uh, but it was also, it was, it, and in some ways, it has sort of its charm because you had just, they were just people, right? They were at the lower end of the, the ladder when it comes to society, and they were just trying to make their way. And, you know, I've been thinking a lot about, uh, like, the early to mid-90s New York, which was this sort of interesting place of, of creativity and artistry of sort of where... 
uh, not everything was so pretty and shiny yet. And don't get me wrong, I like pretty and shiny. But there were things in, in the city, there were things, uh, you know, where there's a little, there was a little bit of the grit. And, and things got nicer and more luxurious in many parts of the city. Now, we don't want the grit to fully come back. And as we see what's going on with the shootings and this summer and crime, we don't want that. We want a little bit of grit. We don't want we don't want the whole grit. We want just a little bit of it. So anyway, I'm gonna sign off. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at Glenn Price Man. You know the deal, right? That's Glenn with two ends, Price Man with two ends. Thank you for listening, Man from New York. Yeah.